0: On this episode, Will Taylor Jr. joins the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Culture Cast. Glad to have you with me. I am super excited about this episode. We have Will Taylor Jr. on the line. And uh, in the spirit of full transparency, I did an interview with him last week, but we had some technical difficulties and it sounded horrible. And I just did not feel comfortable uh, giving you guys uh, uh, that low of an audio quality. But we have him back here this week. Um, and, uh, I'm super excited to talk to him again. So, uh, we'll jump right into it. Will, how are you doing, my friend?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me back. Yeah,
0: man. No, no problem. No problem. Uh, I, I really enjoyed our conversation last week, and I thought that you had a lot of great things to say, and, uh, I, I wanted to make sure that my audience got, uh, got the benefit of, of hearing that as well. So, um, why don't you uh, just go over, uh, you know, a little bit about who you are and, and what you do to get us started off? Awesome.
1: So right now, the biggest thing on, on my plate is running a gym in Cedar City, Utah. We bought the gym back in October of 2016. So since then, we've just been building it and turning it into the organization that we hope it can be and setting in the structures and, and baseline so that we can run that and hope reach as many people as we can in that business. And that's, that's the biggest thing right now. We're also taking kind of re reverse engineering, what we took from the gym from October to now and helping other businesses and people live their dreams, live, create the types of organizations that they want to be a part of. And so jumping into that world as well right now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, I, I know, you know, obviously from talking to you a couple times that, um, you've always kind of been athletic but you uh you haven't always worked in the athletic field you were doing something uh before this right
1: yeah so a little bit of history on me i played sports growing up my whole life always had a ball in my hand basketball was really kind of my first love and then i ended up playing rugby in college so kind of a crazy story how that happened kind of tried out for the college team as a joke ended up making the team and then playing for my entire college career and doing well with them. And then when I graduated college, I actually went and worked at a residential treatment center for youth. So I worked there for the last three years as a, as a youth development director. So just making sure that we had the right staff and the right people in place to make sure that we could make a positive impact on the kids that we were entrusted with and so they could go back out into society and live productive and wholesome lives. And then decided to make the jump into running my own thing and bought a gym and it kind of taken off from there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, uh, I always respect people who, who do work uh, in that field, especially youth development. Um, you know, I, I have some personal history with that. And, uh, and as well, you know, I, I live right outside of Baltimore and uh, we're definitely in need of uh, as much of that kind of work as we can get. Um, and, uh, and so first I want to thank you for, for contributing to, to that. Cause, uh, it is something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, but, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the thing that we cover the most on this podcast is company culture. And I know that's kind of something that's really important to you and you learned, uh, or, or you, you took a lot of the, the lessons, uh, regarding culture from your athletic history, right?
1: Yes. Big time. Um, I played, played basketball in high school and, like I said, ended up playing rugby at Brigham Young University for my entire collegiate career. And so for the four years that I played there, we won the national championship every year. And So being a part of that winning organization really dialed in a lot of just how important a winning culture is and how important a team is and things, things I learned. I was thinking this week, actually, about a story my freshman year. I was right in the bench. I was the—you have 15 guys that that start, and I was like number 19 on the depth chart. And so we traveled to Texas to play in a game, and we were up by about 75. So I actually got in the game the last five minutes, and I remember—I'm—I'm pr- I'm pretty sure the score was a lot to zero. The other team had no points. So I got in, and a guy caught it and ran my way. And I missed the tackle, and he went in and scored. And they ended up scoring their only try of the game. And I'll never forget, the captain of our team that year was a senior, and he came up and he just grabbed me by the shirt. And he said, you never do that again. When you walk on this field, you make sure you go as hard as you can to tackle that guy. I just remember thinking, man, we're up 75 to nothing. We're going to win. And then just I think that that leadership instilled going on to win three more national champions after that and being able to carry that as I got into a leadership position later in my junior and senior year. But I was just thinking about that this week and how impactful it was.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And, and how did all of that um, kind of translate into your working career, both, uh, you know, as in youth development and, uh, and in the gym?
1: Yeah. So youth development, it was huge. We had, we had about 100 kids that were in the facility that I worked at. And so we would split those into different units. And part of my job was getting the staff that was working with those kids on a 24 seven basis to run the structures, make sure that everything was kept safe, but also create a culture within each unit that helped the kids progress and empowered them to want to be better and not go back to where they were maybe two or three years before they came into the facility that we were running. And so I, I really looked at the leaders of each one of those units and the leaders that were empowering themselves, that were trying to get better on a daily basis, their whole units thrived. And so the kids that were there that were part of that culture, they'd go through the program. They wouldn't have as many issues. They wouldn't get as in much trouble. So I remember just sitting back and thinking, picking apart our leaders a little bit of each one of those units and saying, why? what's the difference? Why are these guys sitting in trouble and can't move on in the program? And why are these kids killing it? And if you would just go sit in their units for 20 minutes, you knew instantly because the feel was different. The values and the beliefs that were going into that unit that was brought in from the leader were so much more positive and empowering than another one that was just, you know, solely based on structure with no values, no empowering moments, not making the kids believe that they could actually be better. And so we just kind of reverse engineered that took the good examples and created a program that really made our leaders understand that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's, uh, I mean, I mean, I can't even really build more on top of that. That's, uh, I mean, that was perfectly said. And, um, and then, so you left there and you went and you uh, you purchased this gym and what was the state of the gym when you, you got it? Um, It was, it was already running and uh, it was profitable, right? Yeah. So the gym had been started back in 2008 and it was running well. Um, it was
1: profitable. It had a lot of members. Things were going well. One thing that was the the owner that had it then had some other ventures that were going on. And so mentally, he was a little bit... He had already moved into the other ventures that he had. He knew he was going to sell the gym. And so that's kind of the state of where it was. We had some great coaches and the manager that was running the gym. And we moved. We actually kind of fell in our lap the way that that it happened, but we looked at the people around and and thought, man, this is a great framework that we can build off of. So we bought it back in October of 2016 and just have built it from there, talking a little bit about culture and how that changed. Our biggest change and growth and focus that we try to put on is just creating a culture that empowers people to increase their quality of life by being associated with our business, both our members of the gym and also within our employees. So I'm a huge believer that culture can change a business and lives. We did, we did a survey when we first took over, just about overall satisfaction within our coaches and employees. And then we, we retook it just about a month ago. And the overall score of that increased by 52%. Wow. And so some of the questions that were in there is just how do you feel about our culture? What do you believe our mission statement is? And on different scales, how do you feel as a coach and employee of our organization? And do you feel a part of it? And so those overall scores increased by 52%. Now, what I think is super interesting is also within that time, which is only about eight months, our revenue has increased by just under
0: 40%. Whoa.
1: So when you look at those two numbers, both of them jumping that dramatically, it, it's crazy to me because it works.
0: Wow. I mean, I mean, those are huge numbers. When you, when you talk about business I mean, improving revenue by 40%, that's, that's gigantic. Um, especially in that yeah. short of a timeframe. Um, and, uh, and as far as employee satisfaction goes, I mean, by fifty-two percent. I mean, that's huge. And and I mean, what? Let's let's talk about you know practicality and 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 tactics a little bit. So, what exactly did you do on the employee side to um, to up that the the employee satisfaction rate?
1: One of the things that I've always tried to do. As as a leader, and as we came into the gym, one of the things I really wanted to instill with the guys that we worked with is that I valued their time and their opinions, and that they were integral to the success of our organization. As I as I've worked for different people throughout my life, been a part of different teams, and looked at other organizations, I think it's really hard as a leader sometimes to kind of take that mantle a little too seriously and think that you have to be in charge of every problem and you're the only one that cares about every aspect of your business. And so I just really wanted them to understand that I respected what they, what they had to bring to the table and make sure that I listened to them because when I look at a lot of the ideas I have, it's true. As a business owner, you sleep, eat, and breathe your business. You want it to be successful. It's all you think about. But that also leads to you're constantly thinking about it. Some of your ideas aren't that great. And so one thing I try to do with our team is just bring things to them. Hey, I'm thinking about changing this. This is the way I see that happening. What input do you guys have? And then together as a team, we put together the structure. And it always, 100% of the time, comes out better than when I had originally written it down. And so I think that when we come together like that with an organization, we all leave feeling like, yeah, I own this 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 direction that we're going is a direction that we all own together because we came up with it together every you know even if if there's 10 steps in it and one guy came up with one step he still can own that step and then moving forward everybody's got skin in the game and they're moving it forward in a direction that they want to move
0: you know i i've noticed i've noticed a lot of the same stuff um i come from more of a musical background and uh and you know, uh, the band that I was in, um, it, it was interesting because it wasn't uh, you know, most bands out there they have like one primary songwriter and uh, and then they have to go through the process of like basically telling everybody what to do and there's no input from the other people and uh, and, and honestly, that's why a lot of bands break up from from the research that I've done. But mine had a, a an interesting dynamic. I mean, we all grew up together. Um, and, uh, and, and almost every song we wrote, we all wrote our own parts. And so we all had, like you said, skin in the game on every song that we played. And I think that really, uh, helped with our, our showmanship and the way that we interacted with our fans. And, um, I, I think it's important, um, to let everybody know, no matter what you're doing, if you're doing anything that involves a team or a group, um, it's important that everybody knows that they have a voice, and it's important to give everybody that voice and take that seriously. So, um, I can definitely see how how that works, and and I've 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 experienced both sides of that. I've definitely worked in organizations where I didn't have a voice, and uh, and wasn't I, I wasn't a fan. Um, so, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna go any any uh, any further than that. I just was not a fan. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so how did that translate into the way that, um, that your employees interacted with your customers?
1: Everything became more positive. Um, when you look at a business, we, we talk a lot about structures and processes and those structures and processes are important, but at the end of the day, your people are the ones that are going to carry out those processes and structures. And so if the people aren't bought in to the vision of the company, then it really doesn't matter how well written the process and the structures are because the people still got to carry it out. And so that was something that we realized very early on was we could create these structures about how to coach, how a class should run, what time it should start, how we should coach certain movements. But at the end of the day, our coaches still had to feel empowered and want to do those processes and be excited about it. And so you could have somebody come in and run a class exactly the way we want and have no excitement and not want to be there and the class is going to be terrible. And so we just put a lot of focus in helping our coaches be a part of the program. And so then they could take their excitement about the vision of the company that they were bought into and carry that into the customer experience of our members. So now, as we're trying to improve ourselves, improve the company, improve where we're trying to go, that carried into our members as well because we wanted them to be better as we all try to move in a forward direction together. And so we just saw people cared. You know, we cared about our people. We cared about their opinions, and I think that our coaches took that and they started caring about our members more. They cared about what their goals were, and it wasn't so much about, hey, we wrote this great workout program, and if you just do it, you'll see results it became how can I help you as an individual and a person buy into what we're doing? And, and there were little tweaks along the way and we just kept pushing that and tried to really make it about the people. And if we could make our customer experience as positive as we could, then everything would grow. And then you see that and people buy in, They're not just your employees and, and people that you're working with, but your customers will buy into what you're doing. I think when you look at a lot of successful companies in there, you may not know what their mission statement is or what the big vision of their company is, but you buy in because you feel like the value that they provide is there, but also you want to buy into what they're doing. And so I think people our our members just bought into the direction that we were going.
0: Awesome. Um, So I'm starting to see a little bit of a pattern here. You know, you, you started focusing on helping your employees better themselves. They in turn took the excitement um, that they had and, uh, you know, took that into working with your clients. Now, um, and and I know that you've talked a lot about, well, maybe not a lot, but, you know, you've mentioned a couple times how, you know, revenue has gone up by, I mean, a lot in a very short time. Is a lot of that referral traffic because of the level of service that you're now providing your clients?
1: Yeah. Yep, so we've done, you know, we, we've increased some things on the marketing side. We've done some digital marketing that has led to more leads and more referrals. But our biggest source of, of revenue increase has been our members going and, hey, this is awesome. Buy into what these guys are doing because the product is great, but you want to be a part of what they're doing because we're all going to get better together. And so that absolutely is what I think has helped change our organization and keep it moving
0: forward. Awesome, man. So, okay. So you also mentioned that you're, you're taking what you've, uh, y- your experience that you've had through all this and you're helping, um, you're, you're helping other businesses to uh, kind of do the same thing. So um, you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Um, just looking at my experience over the last little bit of, of what I did, learned working as a director at a youth crisis center and then jumping into the entrepreneurship small business world and the stress that comes with that and being able to learn from it. And then just starting talking to other small business owners and other businesses and some of the struggles that they had and finding out that a lot of them were the same and that I had some answers for how to, how to fix that and how they could help remedy it. So we've taken that into a couple different businesses, into a lifestyle brand and a therapy office and just help them grow their business and help them grow a culture that they want to be a part of. I really, I really, believe at the end of the day, we all want to be a part of something that makes us happy and makes us feel fulfilled. And money doesn't provide that. We all need money. We all want it to provide for our families, provide for our needs and do the things that we want to do in life, you know? And you don't want to just sell your soul for a paycheck. I've been there and it's not very fun. (laughs)
0: Nope.
1: And I just want to help. I just want to help as many people as I can be a part of something that they're excited to be a part of. One of the things that I love about my current position in life is that I get to kind of choose who I want to be around. I get to have employees that inspire me so that when I go to staff meeting, it's not, oh man, I got to go to another meeting. It's all right. I'm about to be around a group of people that are bought into where we want to go and want to get better together. And so I don't have to put on this facade that I've got it all together and I've got all the answers because we built a team that, hey, let's help each other get there. And I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to have conversations at odd hours of the night about, hey, what do you think about this? Or text conversations between me and three of our coaches about where we're going. And it excites me to get up in the morning and do what I want to do. And so that, that fire and that passion is something that's kind of been reinstilled over the last year that i just want to help other organizations other business owners get that cuz sometimes we just fall into ruts and there's a way to get out.
0: Awesome, man. That's that that's awesome. I mean, it's always there's, you know, far too few people that get to to wake up, you know, excited about what they're going to be doing, you know, that day and excited about you know, their career and, uh, and, and, and actually get to go home feeling fulfilled. And, you know, I'm, I'm right with you on that mission. You know, that's the kind of world that I'm trying to build. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always nice to talk to people who are are with me on that mission. So, um, so where, where can everybody find you? Where can they find out more about you and and see what you're doing and where you're going?
1: Sweet. So, on social media will taylor jr william taylor on facebook and then websites will check out our gym website com. reach out to me through any of those platforms be happy to talk to anybody reach out with any questions and i just appreciate the opportunity to be here with you the second time
0: yeah man awesome and uh, i can already tell you the uh, the audio quality is much better and uh I'm I'm really happy you were able to make yourself available to do this uh, today, um, and uh, and I look forward to uh, to following you on social media and uh, and keeping in touch and and uh, watching you make the world a better place.
1: Same 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 to you.
0: All right, man. Well, I will uh, I will talk to you soon. Thank you again for being here, and uh, and be well, my friend. Thanks, uh, thanks, right. Jay. All right, man. See you later. See you, brother. Bye, bye. Okay, guys, that was Will Taylor Jr., Uh, really great conversation. Um, I wanted really quickly to touch again on something that we talked about in the conversation, which was the domino effect that happens when you put people before profit, when you really focus on building a great team and giving that team a voice. Um, and making them excited about what they're doing, they will then turn around and transfer that excitement into your clients who will then turn around and transfer that excitement into their friends and family who will become new clients. Um, but it all starts with the people. It all starts with the culture. So, um, Will, thank you so much again for being here. I, I, uh, I could not have asked for a better first guest and, um, and, and, uh, you know, I, I look forward to watching what you do in the future. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Your attention w- means the world to me. I hope you know that. Um, really, really excited. This is a full weekend for the podcast. Tomorrow, I'm going to be interviewing the unsinkable Crystal Rose, and uh, and uh, it's going to be a really, really good time. Um, but until then, be well. Make the world a better place and I will talk to you soon. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Your attention means the world to me. If you could do me a huge favor and head over to SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give this a like or a rating or whatever they'll let you do, I would really, really appreciate it. And you would be my favorite person ever. See you soon.